Hello and welcome to Frag Chat with the Fragrance Chick. I am your host, Sarah Chacon. And let me tell you, I am in the midst of a full-blown cleaning spree. So my sister is visiting me this weekend for her birthday. Happy birthday, Laura. Happy early birthday. And I have this tendency when I start cleaning to get this urge to like really get into the nitty gritty. Like really like it'll if I succumb to this urge, it would take me like four hours just to clean the living room and to dust everything. Because I have to not only can I vacuum, I've got to resist the urge to like take out an attachment, a separate vacuum attachment, and like go right along the baseboards and then go and then take a Swiffer and go on top of the baseboards to get all the dust off and then have to unplug all of the electronics and take everything off the shelves in order to get a really good Swiffer clean. And then I have to like dust down all the window sills, clean all the glasses, or I'm sorry, clean all the windows. Most of the time I, I resist this urge because ain't nobody got time ain't nobody got time to take four hours to like thoroughly, thoroughly, thoroughly clean a room. You'd never get your whole house clean. It would take for it would it would take you days to like clean the whole house. But I have this urge every time. So and that's what I'm doing right now is trying to resist it. I gave the dogs a bath in our me and my husband's master shower. Because a couple weeks ago I cleaned the guest bathroom shower and I don't didn't want to bathe the dogs in it. We typically bathe the dogs in the guest bathroom. But since my sister's coming down, I didn't want to, and I just cleaned it, I didn't want to have to clean it again. So I tried to bathe the dogs in our master bathroom, in our shower. I was able to do it. It was a fucking mess. There's no barrier in our, like our showers, like you step down into it. So there's really no barrier to prevent them from hopping out, which they both did a few times. So the, by the time I was done, the, sh- the shower was a mess, just water everywhere. I tried to rinse off the dogs or dry off the dogs as best I could. They were getting all worked up running around the house like they always do when they get out of a, out of the shower bath. And um, yeah, so I texted my husband. He's back overseas, and I just told him that story, and he's then he like he triggers this compulsion that I have, <laughs> and he goes, "You might want to pass the vacuum," and I was like, "Shit, you're right." Because backtrack, the reason I bathed the dogs in the first place, I was trying to hold off until after my sister left this weekend, but the pollen count's been high; they're starting to stink, and I can tell the pollen's irritating them because uh, they'll track it in on their little paws and their beards. I don't know if I've ever mentioned this before, but they are both mini schnauzers. So they got like the beards and like little little furry paws. They are both also in need of a groom, so they're kind of shaggy right now. So it just makes them even more of a magnet for just brush and pollen and grass and dirt and all sorts of shit outside. But that, you know, I wipe off their paws every time I let them out. But I can tell that's irritating them because they're also starting to lick their paws more and more. And they're starting to scratch and they just, you know that they that they probably don't feel all that great. They need a bath. So I succumbed to the temptation to bathe them. I'm glad I did. Um, but then when I told my husband about it, you know, and he suggested to pass the vacuum, I was like, oh shit, you're right. Because if they're tracking and pawing everywhere, at least make an attempt to vacuum it up. 
So I did that and then I had to stop myself. I vacuumed the living room carpet, did a quick pass at the office, the foyer and in the kitchen and dining room area. I have a, uh, my husband got me a Dyson for for Black Friday last year and that shit works great and we got the animal Dyson and so I don't, I don't even use a broom anymore. I just sweep, quote unquote, with that vacuum. So I did all that and I'm like, got to rein myself in because now I want to wash the sheets because the dogs have been climbing up on them. Not often, but it just bothers me that now that they're clean, they probably put a little bit of pollen on the sheets and I can't get that out of my mind. And I want to um, just do a full rewash of all the sheets, but it is 8.16 and I don't have time for that because I got to get up early tomorrow and go to CrossFit. So anyway, I'm doing my podcast episode now before I forget because talking for like 30, 40 minutes, I'm talking to you, but right now I'm talking into my phone, so really to nobody, it's oddly draining in a good way. It just, I feel like I get a lot of energy out and I just feel relaxed afterwards, if that makes sense, which speaking of, I probably should have made some nighty night tea to sip while I'm doing this. So by the end of it, um, I will be super relaxed and I could just go to bed. So that's been my evening. Um, look, super looking forward to my sister coming down for her birthday. I got us a travel zoo deal on Saturday. We are going for a uh, massage. It said massage for two. I don't know if this was with the intent of a couple's massage, but it's got why it involves wine and truffles and hot stones. The wine and truffles obviously are for us to consume and the hot stones are for the massage. I do not want to be massaged with truffles and wine because that's just a, a waste. It's a waste. But we're going to do that. And then the travel zoo, if you have not done a travel zoo deal, you really should. Um, they're kind of a step up from Groupon. And they're for like nice spas. For my birthday, me and my friend did one at the Lowe's Portofino in Universal. And we did a manicure and a massage. And when you get the, these types of deals, you get to use the spa facilities as long as you're there. So the pool, the hot tub, the sauna, whatever other amenities they have you can use. So I told my sister to bring her bathing suit because we're going to be doing some time by the pool. I don't know if they take drinks orders by the pool, but that would be awesome if they did. And so we're going to do that um, during the day on Saturday. And then Saturday night, uh, we are going to Medieval Times. My sister, God love her, she does like some gimmicky shit. But she will admit this. She wholeheartedly admits it. And so she got super excited because she's never been to Medieval Times. And the Medieval Times has a celebration package you can add on for like if you're celebrating a birthday or an anniversary or what have you. And you get a special seating section. I think it's kind of in the front row, front couple rows. You get to be announced. I think you get a backstage tour behind the scenes. And she was all about that shit. So my dad and I, I've got the massage tickets. My dad got us the Medieval Times tickets as his gift to her. And it's going to be fun. We're just going to shoot the shit, have a good time, maybe do Disney Springs on Sunday. 
and yeah, Laura and I always have a good time when we get together. And it's, so I'm looking, very much looking forward to her, have some girl time, catch up, all that good jazz. So that's what I'm doing this weekend. I hope you're having fun plans as well. And uh, let's get into scent of the week. Okay, so before we get into scent of the week, I have to admit that I had a change of heart about Chanel number no. five. Kind of. At the end of last year, I did a podcast episode entitled Dr. Death and Chanel number no. five, in which I had a sample of Chanel number no. five and I that I reviewed it for scent of the week. And I my review was kind of so so. I didn't I went in hating Chanel number no. 5 the longer I wore it. I didn't hate it quite as much, but it still wasn't a favorite. I think I admitted that I wouldn't purchase it myself, but if somebody wanted to purchase it for me, like my husband, that would be okay. But I still wasn't sold on it. Well, it's kind of grown on me. And I should clarify that the sample of Chanel number no. 5 I had is, it's a reformulation or a flanker. A flanker reformulation. Basically, it's not the original. It's um, called Number no. Five Le Chanel Eau de Toilette. So it's an EDT, not an Eau de Parfum. And basically, I looked it up, and it is a lighter version of the original. So don't get me wrong, I still hate the original because I feel like I'm in. I'm being smothered in the bosom of a 65-year-old divorcee who's trying to fuck a 25-year-old pool, pool boy to t- still admit to herself that she still has it going on. And I want to die every time I smell it. But this reformulation is actually quite nice. It is super feminine. It is super pretty. And I can get down with it. Um, even the powdery aspect of it is not that... Um, not that bad to be honest with you like it almost it, it's very light it kind of wears off and it kind of settles into like a little bit of a must you used to get that floral but I've kind of learned to appreciate that little powdery aspect um like I said in the original Chanel number no. five oh, oh ooh, ooh. if you've ever seen Dumb and Dumber you know that scene where Lloyd I think Mary quote-unquote breaks up with Lloyd even though they're not really dating but in his head they are and she walks away and he like makes those like gagging noises like the very exaggerated his tongue's coming out and he's like that's how I feel when I smell the original Chanel number five but it's this reformulation is is very nice I I have grown to love it I wore it for the rest of this week just trying to work my way through the sample because I got tired of seeing it on my vanity and I think next month I'm gonna buy buy a bottle because it's quite nice and I don't own anything else like it so I wanted to clarify exactly what version of Chanel number no. 5 I reviewed and the fact that I actually had a quite of a change of heart. So there we have it. Sorry, I had to unlock my computer because it shut down on me. So yeah, I am at least this flanker or reformulation. I'm a convert to Chanel number no. 5. So, all right, had to throw that in there before we got into this week's scent of the week I am wearing Tom Ford's fucking fabulous this was a decant I bought off of eBay from the same seller I got the lost cherry from 
It came out in 2017. It is a unisex fragrance and it made waves when it came out because of the name. Fucking fabulous. I don't know what it, Americans are so weird. We're so weird because we're all about inclusivity and expressing ourselves and there are some things that we don't bat an eye at. You know, we we love TV shows like Breaking Bad and Dexter and you know, shows that are very well done. Those are two of my favorite shows, but they're very violent. There's a lot of cursing in them and they're just, it's not family friendly. But then when Tom Ford comes out and with a name called fucking fabulous, people all of a sudden clutch their pearls and are like, Oh God. Oh my Lord. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get the vapors. There's a fuck. There's the word fucking in the title. I don't know if I can wear it. Like, give me a fucking break. You know, I mean, bunch of hypocrites, bunch of hypocrites, but it came out in 2017. It made waves because of the names. Everybody decided they wanted to be Puritans and it came out to mixed reviews. Now, just, just from going online and seeing some of the reviews on Sephora and recalling some of the reviews and just some of the comments on the fragrance subreddit this is a very polarizing scent on base notes the average rating is about three and a half stars as well as on sephora and i have heard it described as ranging from like toilet air freshener to barbasol to lavender soapy sex and to be quite honest, like I, I have not worn this very long. Like I said, I was trying to use up my Chanel Number no. Five sample, and I just spritzed it on because after I got done, you know, wrestling my dogs in the shower, it the rest of my Chanel wore off, which I was kind of at the ba- the bottom of my sampling away, so I didn't spray a whole lot on. So I was like, perfect, I can do this fucking fabulous and see how that uh, works. And I was, I didn't really know what to expect, but. I can see all of these things. I can see it being described as a toilet bowl cleaner. That's all I can think of, actually. I can I see the Barbasol reference. I even see the lavender soapy sex. I don't know what to make of this fragrance, to be honest with you. Part of that is because I have not worn it long enough, so it hasn't really had a chance to settle. However, it's a linear fragrance. So according to base notes, there's not really a pyramid. And I even read the description on Sephora, which is basically Tom Ford's description. And they don't really mention anything about um, heart notes or base notes. It's just like this note, the opening leads into this, leads into that. And it's not really established if it's a pyramid. And I I think it's a linear fragrance. I don't think it changes. So the notes we're dealing with here are almond bitter oil, tonka resinoid, oris accord, cashmirin, leather accord, and clary sage oil. The description, I'll just read you a little bit of the description on Sephora. Um, It belongs in the fragrance family, warm and spicy. The scent type is a woody spice. And the notes are pretty much the same. They mention fresh lavender. Did I mention that on the other one? Uh, Yes, no, they did not mention the lavender on base notes. So Sephora mentions fresh lavender, bitter almond, vanilla, orris root, iris flower, Iris flower, it's I-R-R-I-S, iris flower, and leather. 
So the description is explicit, exclusive, fabulous. A decadent oriental leather with an intoxicating grip captures a rarefied air. Blah, blah, blah. It says evoking the private exchanges and insider moments where fantasies come true. The scent can only be described in one way. With a name that says it all, the vibrant opening makes an instant statement as Clary Sage and Fresh Lavender command attention with aromatic foreplay. Then it goes to say delectable bitter almond and vanilla inflections infuse textural richness to the leather heart. Drenched in orris root from the iris flower. Oh, it is iris. The full luscious body of the supple Italian piangri of Long, I think this is a run-on. Whatever it reveals its exquisite beauty, beauty, <laughs> beauty. Addictive, ta- addictive tonka bean and lavish leather drive the scent as amber undertones reverberate with a warm glow. Ultra fine, ultra fine blonde woods create a confident expression of pure luxury with a creamy finish. Why am I turned on? I feel like they just described fucking, but in per- perfume form. Is that what this is supposed to be? Like the scent of sex? I can kind of see it. And so on me, to you know what's coming out on me? What it smells like on me? So I am Catholic. I am not practicing currently. But I have, uh, you know, been to mass a time or two. And if you've ever been to a special mass, whether it's Easter, I think Christmas... I know Easter they do it, but the the priest brings out the incense, um, the little incense thing that he swings back and forth as he walks up and down the aisle, and it gets in your lungs, and it kind of makes you feel like you you, you start coughing because you can't breathe, and then you're like, oh God, when will he stop swinging that stupid incense thing around? Because I'm going to fucking die. I'm going to have to take my asthma inhaler if he doesn't stop. Maybe that's just me, but anyway... It smells like that incense on me. I don't know what's in that incense, but that's exactly what it smells like on me. I feel like I'm going to church, which is the kind of exact opposite of how this whole description is worded. Because the whole description, like I said, sounds like sex, but in perfume form. And I'm, I'm getting priestly Catholic vibes. And that's not the vibes I want to get when I am trying to get laid. It doesn't smell bad. It's just, it's very strange. It's definitely, I definitely get the, it's definitely spicy that the spice is, is coming up. I, I'm not getting the leather. I'm getting a little floral. So the, the iris and the, le- and the uh, lavender and the spice. Um, a slightly power, powder, and I don't know which note that's coming from, but I'm not really get picking up on the leather or the almond that much. It's very strange. I don't know how I feel about it. Again, maybe I need to let it wear down a few times, like a few hours before and come back to it. You know, I can provide an update next week. I, I don't know. It's so strange. It's, it's interesting, which is one of the reasons why I'm attracted to Tom Ford. I recently started getting into Tom Ford fragrances. Uh, Black Orchid was the gateway. Because for a designer, I would I would consider him a designer fragrance. You know, you can get him at Sephora, you can get him at the mall. And but the top there his fragrances have a niche quality because they don't smell like anything else on the market in terms of like the des- other designer fragrances. 
and it's each one smells very different and they all have very interesting notes and you just never know what you're going to get. It's like Forrest Gump and his box of chocolates. You know, you never know what you're going to find when you just spray it. It could be shit or it could be gold. You don't know. I'm going to stop talking like this. So, yeah. Um, I don't, I don't really know if I'd wear this again. I mean, I probably would to get my money's worth. Like, I mean, not that I spent a lot on it. I think the decant I bought it for was like 35, 40 bucks because a full bottle of this, this is another limited edition, or I'm sorry, he calls his limited editions his private blends. So they're going to be more expensive than his regular fragrances and just like lost cherry fucking fabulous goes for 320 dollars for 50 milliliters so and there's only one size and i was not about to buy a full bottle blind buy especially such a polarizing scent so i got a decant instead again decants are great if you don't want to commit to a full bottle they're a little bit more than a sample and you usually have to pay for them but it lets you wear the fragrance long enough to decide at the end of it if you want to commit, if you want to take the plunge and get a full bottle. So I very much recommend them. You just got to be careful. Like I said, eBay is good with the seller feedback and the ratings. You're pretty much get you know, you're it's easy to find a really good seller that will sell you quality stuff. And so that's where I got this set. Yeah, I don't know. It's very strange. I'm going to have to come back to this and let you know my final thoughts next week. Because this is, it's very odd. Like I said, I'm getting the Catholic Innocence vibes, which is the exact opposite of sexy to me. So if you're into that, definitely check out this fragrance. But if you want to just smell something different, get a decan if you're curious. I don't know. I got to rewatch. I remember when this came out, uh, Tiff Benson, I think it was her, she went to the store and bought it. I don't remember what she said about it. I know she was super excited and she was like, oh, I just love the name, fucking fabulous. And the bottle looks nice and this and that and the other. But I got to see what she actually thought of the scent because it's very strange. So if you've ever, if, do, you, do you wear fucking fabulous? Have you smelled it? Do you love it? Do you hate it? Let me know. Hit me up online. For Fragrance of the News, I just found out something quite interesting. Apparently, there is something called National Fragrance Week. And it was started by the Fragrance Foundation, which is a nonprofit organization um, for the fragrance industry. It's based in the UK. And they started having, they started this back in 2016 with National Fragrance Day. And then in 2018, they extended it into a week-long celebration of the perfume industry and everything that, as well as to kind of like create awareness as to career opportunities and uh, to get people excited about fragrance and to try something new, which I'm very intrigued by. This week, nope, sorry, this year, National Fragrance Week will be from March 18th to the, through the 24th. The downside of it is that I think this is large. This is only in the UK. I don't think that the US has anything to celebrate it. But if you're in the UK or if you are planning to go to the UK during this week, there's they have events. Um, you get like Terry Mugler. They're offering a free bracelet with sampling. And um, it's, 
you can sample three beautiful fragrances and take home their limited edition hashtag sustainable beauty bracelet, which also functions as a wearable blotter. I don't know what a blotter is. I originally read that as bladder and thought that was really weird. Then I had to reread it. But there's, you get gifts with purchase. The perfume shop offers free consultations. Ashley and Burwood fragrance lamp offers. A lot of these I don't recognize, so I'm thinking these are UK based largely. But it's kind of cool. I think it's really neat. I wish the U.S. had something like that. They have something called the Jasmine Awards, like industry awards that they're doing. They have, let me get back to the homepage here because there's all sorts of things. Um, yeah, they have the Fragrance Awards, the Fragrance Foundation Jasmine Awards. They have a whole thing with um, scent memories they have social media handles so you can connect with them and see what they're going on. They got a newsletter. I think this is super cool. And uh, yeah, the U.S., where are you at? Where are you at with this? Because I want to celebrate National Fra To be honest, every day is National Fragrance Day in my house, in my head, um, in my little world. Um, but it would be nice to have a day or week that I can nerd out with other people. And get samples of shit and just enjoy perfume, find, try new things. I'm mean, going to do that anyway, but it would be kind of cool. I think this is really neat. If you're interested, you can go to nationalfragranceweek.com and they have all their social media handles. You can read more about it. You can be a member. I don't, you probably have to be in the industry. But I think, I think this is very interesting too that part of this week is supposed to showcase careers in the perfume industry I was watching a YouTube video about the people who you know about it the people who work for the fragrance foundation were talking and a, you don't consider the perfume industry an industry when you're thinking about where you want to work at when you're in college and like one lady said that she had a degree in philosophy and she wound up in there and I think most people when they think of working in the fragrance industry you either think you're going to be selling perfume on the retail side, which kill me. Sorry, I've done retail. It sucks. It sucks the life out of you. Dealing with the general public makes me want to poke out my eyeballs with flaming hot needles. That would be more preferable than working with the general public. Anyway, that's a whole tangent. But they think of either doing that on the retail side or creating perfumes on the chemistry side. Again, kill me because I don't understand chemistry I don't know how I passed chemistry in high school. Definitely didn't take it in college. I made sure my major did not involve any sort of STEM or that much STEM classes or that many STEM classes, I should say. I was a mass comm major. That is a joke in and of itself, but whatever. I got a job in advertising marketing, so I'm using my degree. Shut up. But anyway, people think it's like one of two extremes, but what they don't, these ladies pointed out was that you know, there's things in marketing, hello, advertising, PR, supply chain management, I'm sure, all of that, um, which I think is very interesting. And it kind of makes me, I mean, I'm very happy with my company, but I'm like, hmm, if I saw a, a position open at, I don't know, Chanel or Dior, all the, the, those fragrance houses, would I apply for it? Probably not. I like my company way too much. I got a good deal. I got a good thing going on. But 
yeah, like they have different um, articles, like how to how to sell it. They have academy training, the fundamentals of fragrance. I don't know. Do you have to sign? Do you have to pay to sign up, or is this? Can you just launch it? Oh, it's an event. So in April. No, that's really cool. Oh, it's also in the Shishido Group head office in the UK. This is cool. The US needs to have the chapter of this. I'm not even in the industry, but as an enthusiast of fragrance, I would totally infiltrate. Sorry, I cannot speak. Do I have Tourette's? I don't know. Sometimes I think I might. Or stutters. Um... Yeah, so there I can I'm going down a rabbit hole now anyway. But the Fragrance Foundation National Fragrance Week, I may start following them on uh, the old Instagram. And uh yeah, if you're in the UK, hella jealous with all of your little events you got going on cuz the US does not have anything like that as far as I know. And uh yeah, the more you know. Hi, just checking in with my fucking fabulous. I'm still very confused. I'm still getting Catholic incense vibes, but the vanilla is coming through a little bit. It's just hella spicy on me. I'm not I'm not entirely hating it. I know if you smell if you, if you hear something weird, I have the phone like pretty much up to my mouth and I'm also smelling my arms where I sprayed it. I'm not hating it. It's I, I'm very I'm like Cassie right now in The Bachelor. It's like I'm so confused. It's like so weird. So confused. That's how I feel. Just her whole thing about being confused and how this is weird. That's how I feel right now. So I kinda in a way, I kinda know how she felt when Colton wouldn't leave her alone. Just putting that out there. Um, yeah, this is throwing me for a loop. But to dovetail from that, or to make a complete transition, rather, I thought I went into the educational portion, which this, that's what this is, is turning into. You know, I know I've used the last portion of the podcast to kind of go over like different terms, um, different uh, terms, different aspects of fragrance and perfume and all of that good stuff. Hopefully, as I this podcast grows and I get better, I can actually start doing interviews with people. But for now, you've got me trying to educate us all. So I thought I would just go over a couple of terms that I never really stopped to think about what they actually were. But when I did, I was I didn't know what they were. Um, and that those terms are oud and aromatic. And I'm sure that you have seen those terms to come up, aromatic as in, yeah, this is a very aromatic fragrance with blah, 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 blah. Or um, even in the, the name of a perfume, Tom Ford's got a perfume out called Oud Wood. And I never really stopped to think what either of those terms meant. So Oud is actually wood. So that Tom Ford Oud Wood, that's pretty much telling you what, what's in it. So it's short for agar wood. It's very popular. Literal oud is said to be the most expensive in the world. And I'm getting this from a site called globalblue.com. And it's kind of, it's referred to as liquid gold as its value is 1.5 times that of gold. So it's very expensive. 
And I'm telling you right now that any fragrance that has oud in it, you're not getting actual oud, you're getting a synthetic blend. Because with that kind of value, you would be paying like thousands of, hundreds of thousands of, hundreds of dollars, if not thousands of dollars for a tiny ass bottle. But it's sweet and it's woody. And it, this site claims that it's instantly recognizable. I'm sure if I just smelled oud, you know, kind of isolated from everything else, I'd probably be able to pick it up and be like, oh, that scent. But um, in addition to Tom Ford's Oud Wood, it's in, he also has one called Oud Fleur. So a woody floral. That's kind of, I like kind of like how he's naming these because it kind of tells you what's in it, what's in the perfume, what to expect from the bottle. And then you also have Aqua de Parma, um, their Colonia Intensa Dude. Dude or dude. I'm going to say dude because that's funny. So you have a few of those um, perfumes that had that feature that note prominently. So moving into aromatic, aromatic is comprised of notes such as sage, rosemary, cumin, lavender, and other plants. So think grass, green, spicy, nature, that type of thing. Um, they are often combined with citrusy and spicy notes, like I just said, and they are typically found in fragrances for men, which the, the idea came that to discuss aromatic came from a friend of the podcast, Eddie took a quiz about his, um, what his ty- ideal types of fragrance would be for him. And he, aromatics were mentioned in both for like a work scent and a play scent. And he was like, what are aromatics? And I was like, you know what? I don't know. I don't know. Let me look it up. So grass, green with citrus. So I'm guessing more of kind of a clean scent type of type of situation. Uh, that's from Fragrantica uh, from the perfumed court. Uh, they pretty much say the same thing. They list some examples. CK1 is a very popular example. And uh, Lancome has one called Eau de Lancome. So... Those are some examples. I know CK1 is very nice. It's very clean. It's a very clean fragrance. It does have some citrus in it. I'm wondering if Clinique Happy, like the original, could be considered that too, because it's very citrusy as well. Maybe. So anyway, you might not think this is as interesting as I did, but it was one of those things where you hear a word, but you don't really think about what it means. You think you know, but you don't really know. And then when you look it up, it's kind of huh, interesting. So, yeah, let me let me know what you uh, if you knew what those words meant, if there are other terms that you are confused on that you want me to go over or if there's something else you want me to talk about in place of an educational segment that I don't cover. You know, let me know. Like this podcast is young. I am open to suggestions on how to make it better. One way to do that is to go on Apple Podcasts and rate and review you know, don't be an asshole, but give me some constructive criticism. You know, I can take it. This is a hobby for me. I've got a day job, so I'm not like looking to make this my full-time gig or anything. This is just something fun, but I want it to be, you know, I want it to be good. Of course, I don't want it to be shit forever. I mean, I know it's going to suck at first because I've never podcasted before, and so I'm slowly kind of getting used to talking and trying to be clever off the cuff, but, you know, it's kind of difficult. So, If you have any good feedback, let me know. And uh, if you want to connect with me online, you can do so at 
on my blog, thesnappyscribe.com. Snappy is spelled S-N as in Nancy, A-P-P-Y as in bend and snap. Um, I am on Instagram at snappyscribe and Facebook at snappy. I always forget what the hell I'm on Facebook as. Hold, please. I don't know if it's the snappy scribe or just snappy scribe. Oh, shit. I already... All right, let me see. Let me see. The Snappy Scribe. So The Snappy Scribe on Facebook, at Snappy Scribe on Instagram, thesnappyscribe.com on my, on my blog. I don't write about fragrance on my blog. I write about a lot of running because I am a runner. I like to do that. Um, I like to obstacle course race. I do have a new review up on a shampoo from Maple Holistic. So if you're interested in hair care, you know, check that out. Um, you can send me a message through Facebook. You can slide into my DMs on Insta. Don't be creepy. And I think you can contact me on the blog. Maybe not because I, when I first got this domain name, I also got a like a special Gmail account. But I think that Gmail account is now closed. My Google Suite account associated that is now closed because I ported it from Squarespace back to WordPress. That's a whole thing. But yeah, so reach out to me either on Facebook or Insta. I hope you have a good weekend. Whatever you do, have fun, be safe, and do it smelling good. Bye. Frag Chat with the Fragrance Chick is hosted, edited, and recorded by yours truly, Sarah Chacon. Theme song is Around the Bend by Evan Schaefer.